So for the sermon today, I decide to, uh, decided to do something a little bit different. Uh, you may remember that we've been in the middle of a series looking at lessons for the American church, sort of lessons that we could certainly stand uh, to learn, looking at certain weaknesses that maybe historically the American church has had. And I feel like it, sort of over the last several months, too, I've been harping on we need to grow in regard to outreach and, and improve. And I feel like I don't want to beat down on us all the time. And I want to do something that's sort of upbeat. I think it's healthy in, in sermons to sort of have a balance of both where we need to be challenged by the truth of God's word and be challenged in our lives where maybe there's sin or we're struggling. Uh, but at the same time, we also want to be built up and encouraged and recognize uh, that we're a people that should experience joy and celebration. And so in the midst of a series that's maybe focusing on, on areas of weakness and struggles, and certainly we've been doing that a lot, looking at outreach as well uh, over the years here at New Hope chapel, I said, well, let's take a little bit of a break and and sort of focus on something a little more positive, a little more upbeat uh, and celebratory. And so we're going to be talking about this theme of celebration. So I I really wanted this whole sermon, the whole service to really be sort of upbeat, celebratory. That's kind of what we're going for. Uh, Because as God's people, that's really what we ought to be living out. And we really see that as a pattern in scripture, that this is something that that God's people should sort of naturally overflow with, celebration, celebration over God himself as we think of God and who he is and his very nature and character and that we belong to him, our our response should very naturally be joy and, and celebration over that. And as we think of his goodness, and not just his goodness, but but in a sense also all of the ways in which he has shown us his goodness, all of the ways in which he has blessed us, some big ways giving us life, eternal life, even just little things that maybe we don't even acknowledge or, or recognize and we take for granted, but they're all there. Every moment of every day, God's just pouring out upon us blessing after blessing after blessing. And sort of a very natural response to that should just be overflowing with, with joy, with thanksgiving, and celebration. Celebration for that goodness that he shows, that kindness that he shows to us, his people, day after day after day. And this isn't just something I'm coming up with, but we really see this, as I said, as a pattern in Scripture. And I'm not going to look at every place in Scripture where we see celebration, but I sort of drew out from Scripture a couple of them. And we're going to look at them. So you can open up your Bibles now. We're going to go to the Old Testament. We're going to be looking at Nehemiah, chapter 12, verse 27. And here, of course, we're going to see celebration of God's people, since that's what we're talking about. But I'll sort of set the context as you're flipping there. I'll give you the passage again, just so you know. Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 27. Um, I'll set the context here, because it's just one verse. It may not give you the whole context. But if you know the book of Nehemiah, you may have an idea of where I'm going with this. But sort of the setting is, well, you have uh, Jerusalem here. Think back even a little bit before Uh, the setting of Nehemiah itself. Well, the people of Judah, the southern kingdom of Judah, they were taken away into exile, right, to Babylon. Uh, But they returned. Of course, when they return, it's not like everything's just as they left it, but rather, right, they were conquered, and so everything's sort of laying, you know, in ruins, rubble. Uh, They rebuild the temple, of course. Uh, But the walls at this point, as we get to Nehemiah, right, they're still, they're not rebuilt. Uh, And you have to think in terms of sort of the ancient world. Today, it's not like when we build a city, we think, oh, job number one, you better erect a wall around it for military defense, right? The way way our wars are fought now, you don't necessarily build a a very literal wall. Um, But of course, in that day, if you wanted to be a city, 
you know, any sort of significant city, you needed to have a wall. It was just sort of part of what came with being a city. If you didn't have a wall around your city, you couldn't defend yourself. You weren't really a city of any significance. Uh, And so the state of Jerusalem here, with its walls in shambles, right, in the sense it's not what you would desire. They're unable to defend themselves, to protect themselves. Even though they've returned from exile, they've rebuilt the temple, there's a sense in which it's like the city still hasn't returned to the state uh, that it was before, and it's not, in a sense, a full city as you'd expect in the ancient world with that wall around it um, to defend it. And so Nehemiah, of course, sort of leads the people of Israel, of, of Judah there in rebuilding the walls. And it's not like it's some easy process, you know, no big deal. You just sort of rally the, the people of Jerusalem, you know, and, and you get them all to work hard. And okay, in no time at all, you have a wall built, right? It wasn't so simple. It wasn't so easy. Certainly a, a big project like that would take quite some time in the ancient world to begin with. But there were lots of obstacles, a lot of difficulties. Certainly the people around them didn't want them to go and build this wall for their security and their defense. Uh, So there was a lot of opposition, but ultimately the job got done, and it wasn't just through human effort, doesn't mean that that they didn't work hard, but ultimately it was because God brought it to fruition and watched over the people and made sure that it happened. Uh, And of course, so finally, walls built, that sort of sets the, the setting, the context here. And now we get to Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 27, and there's the dedication of the wall here. So it says, at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. Right, in a sense, they basically threw a huge, wholesome party. That was their response. They recognized, you know, God's done this wondrous thing. Even against all odds, all the people around us, they didn't want us building this wall. They opposed it, and yet God did this wondrous thing, and he enabled us to be able to, you know, construct this wall for our defense, for our security. What a blessing from God. And what's the natural response? Well, we got to celebrate this, right? That's the only appropriate response to, of course, give God thanks, but then joyfully celebrate. Celebrate this great accomplishment, this great blessing from the Lord. And so they did. And it wasn't just sort of some small thing, you know, oh, a little mini celebration. No, I mean, they pulled out all the stops. It was a huge celebration. They threw a party. Uh, and that's sort of, in a sense, how God's people should be behaving all the time. I'm not saying all the time we're going to really pull out all the stops and throw a big celebration and so forth. But there should always be that heart attitude, of course, that we want to have of just sort of a joyful celebration of, of God, of, of who he is, just the, as, as we have a sense of wonder about God and his greatness and his goodness and just overflowing with joyful celebration over all of the blessing that he pours out upon us. And again, it's not just that, oh, we see this once here in Nehemiah, and oh, Pastor Steve, that's the only instance of it. But it's not, of course. We see it all over the place. And so I want to turn to another passage showing another example of this, just to sort of reinforce that this is just sort of what God's people did as they recognized God and and his goodness and the blessings of the Lord. It was just very natural for them to then celebrate it, to joyfully celebrate God, his goodness, and all of those blessings that God poured out in his goodness. And so we're going to turn to 2 Samuel. This is chapter 6, and I'll read verses 1 through 15 and sort of set the context here. This is when David decides he's going to bring up the ark to Jerusalem, right? And as we're going to see, of course, the response is great celebration. Now, it doesn't mean that everything went all smoothly and easily, and we'll read about that. But of course, what I want to focus on is the celebration. And if we think of the ark, right, this should be a major thing. 
right? As we think of the ark, it's not just the ark itself, but this is the place where God's very presence dwelt, right? Amongst the people, above the cherubim, right there, above the ark. Uh, At this point, it would have been in the tabernacle, right? But ultimately in the temple in Jerusalem after the temple's built uh, under Solomon, of course. But so this is a major thing. As we think of the ark, we also think of God's very presence. They sort of go hand in hand. And so finally, it's time to bring the ark to Jerusalem. This is God's chosen place for his presence to dwell among the people. And so what a great blessing, right, to have God's presence there, his ark and his presence above the ark as well, of course, dwelling right there amongst you in his chosen holy city, Jerusalem. And what's the response, right? Hey, if we're going to do this and we're bringing the ark up, what a great blessing from the Lord to have him there, his ark there with us in his presence. We got to celebrate And sure enough, that's what they did. So I'll read it for us. This is, uh, again, chapter 6 here in 2 Samuel, starting at verse 1. David, again, brought together all of the able young men of Israel, 30,000. He and all his men went to Balah in Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim on the Ark. They set the Ark of God on a new cart, and brought it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Yuza and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart with the ark of God on it, and Ahio was walking in front of it. David and all Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord with castanets, harts, lyres, timbrels, sistrums, and cymbals. Again, we get this picture of this just, they're throwing a great party, right? This is a wondrous thing, and what a blessing from the Lord. We're bringing the ark right up to Jerusalem, and what are we going to do? We got to celebrate it. We got to pull out all the stops, throw a huge party, right? We got music going and singing and dancing, right? They're just throwing a a party because they're celebrating. And it's not a party just for its own sake of, oh, we just like to have fun. So let's just throw a great rager and it'll be great and awesome and fun. But no, it just overflows out of this sort of natural joy in the Lord and the blessings that He pours out upon them. They just sort of can't contain themselves. What are we going to do? Enjoy, we got to celebrate. And so they do. Now we know it doesn't quite go all smoothly at first. Ultimately, the ark makes it there. But as we read on, right, verse 6 here. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Yuzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God because the oxen stumbled. So he sort of has good intent here, right? But he shouldn't be touching the ark. And of course, there are consequences for that. So verse 7, the Lord's anger burned against Yuzah because of his irreverent act. Therefore, God struck him down and he died there beside the ark of God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Yuzah, and to this day that place is called Perez Yuzah. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Now King David was told, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom in everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went to bring the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. Wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. Again, there's this great celebration, right? You got the instruments going, the music, sound of trumpets, shouts of joy. We got David here just dancing with all his might, 
right? This is just this great celebration of, right, we're doing it. There's this blessing from the Lord. We have his ark and we're bringing it to Jerusalem where it rightfully should be. And, and that's where his presence dwells. And what a blessing and what a joy. And what are we going to do? we got to celebrate. And they did. And again, not just in a little bit, but, you know, a little way. Oh, we'll sort of tone it down a little, but still party a little. No, I mean, David's dancing, as it says, before the Lord with all his might. You can imagine the people of Israel there, right? The shouts of, of joy and celebration and the sound of trumpets. They're just celebrating with, with their all, with the whole of their being. Uh, and that's what God's people very naturally do as they focus on the Lord, his goodness, all the blessings that he's poured out upon them in his goodness, because he is a good, kind, loving God, is one focuses on that and recognizes that it's just a very natural response of joy-filled celebration. So that's really what I want for us as God's people. That's what I want us to focus on today, to recognize, you know, we're God's people. As we sort of focus on him, there's value to it in sort of taking stock of all of the goodness that he's shown us, all of the blessings that he's just sort of poured out upon us day after day after day, recognizing sort of the big things that, hey, I'm, I'm alive here today, that I have eternal life, that I have a wonderful family, you know, even little blessings that we might take for granted, you know, oh, I have, a, you know, a car that works, I have running water and, and hot water, and I can take a nice shower if I want, and just all the little things that, that often we may take for granted just to acknowledge those things and and just give God thanks for it, but also just to celebrate it, to recognize God, his goodness, just to overflow with this joy, recognizing all that, and and just to celebrate that, celebrate God, celebrate his goodness, celebrate all that he has done for us, all those blessings that he's just lavishly poured out upon us, his people. And so I want us to do that, and thinking of that application in a sense, I, I want us to say, hey, well, let's actually literally do that. Let's take some time now as God's people, really, to focus on him, focus on his blessings, and just celebrate it all, just joyfully celebrate it. And so I'll sort of kick us off. I want to have a little bit of an open mic time where people can come up, or maybe if you just want to stay where you are, you can certainly stay there and just sort of of share maybe in some way God has blessed you, whether in the past year or way in the past in history, whatever, but some sort of blessing God's poured out upon you, and just sort of we collectively as God's people can can rejoice in that and celebrate that together uh, and just be a people of of celebration, celebrating God and and what he's done for us. But I'll sort of kick things off, and you know, I feel like I could go on all day, all year. I feel like I could never uh, end with singing God's praises and all of his goodness shown toward me and and every blessing that he's just poured out upon me. But if I sort of think of a few, one of the ones I certainly think about uh, is my family, my wonderful wife, who's just a a great blessing from the Lord. Uh, I think of my kids, who who, again are just such a blessing from him. They, They warm my heart, all of them, the kids, uh, Liz as well. Certainly they, the kids, they make me laugh. They, they probably add a few gray hairs up here at times as well, you know, maybe make me want to pull it out at times, but um, they're just such a great joy, such a great blessing and, and great kids. And uh, I just thank God certainly for them day after day after day. Uh, but I want to take the time to really celebrate that, to acknowledge that blessing from God and, and just rejoice in it, rejoice in him, rejoice in, in his goodness, and, and specifically this way in which he's shown me that his goodness, this way in which he has blessed me with this wonderful gift of a wife, of a family, uh, and just celebrate that. Celebrate God. Celebrate that blessing and his goodness. As I think of other things, too, I think of this, this church here, this congregation of just a bunch of wonderful believers who, who have hearts for the Lord, who just love him and, and want to worship him and, and want to serve him, and, and certainly faithfully 
day after day, week after week. You know, this is a church that's in, engaged in ministry, that is engaged in volunteering and serving the Lord here. And, and I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. I'm grateful for, for all of the ways in which you, you serve the Lord here. I'm grateful for your hearts for him. And uh, it's just a blessing from the Lord to be a part of this congregation, to be blessed to be the pastor here. And, and again, I just want to take the time to, to thank God for all of you, to celebrate him, celebrate this great gift from him, which is you guys, and, and uh, just acknowledge him and, and rejoice and celebrate uh, all of that. And so those are just a couple things. I could go on and on, as I said, but I'll give you guys a chance to share some of God's blessings and just celebrate that uh, collectively as a church. So feel free, you can come on up here or you can just share where you are. Hello. Um, uh, last, fr- uh, last Thursday, I got laid off from my job. Um, and, uh, you know, that hit me. I felt my whole world come crashing down, you know. And then, but I got another job. I start uh, next Thursday, right? No, February 25th, I start my new job. Within hours, um, I got another job. I- I've already filled out all the paperwork I start. But that's, I just made a long story short. Um, See me after the service. I'll give you all the details. But, uh, I, you know, I prayed. We prayed. Um, I didn't even have time to get depressed. I, I got the job. I got, I, got, I got the job, you know. So praise the Lord. just wanted to share. Just to add to that point, it sounds like it's, it's better than the situation you were in before. Yeah, Closer location, easier yeah. commute. I say it's inevitable to myself because I know it's the Lord saying, all right, get up there. I didn't change you to keep your mouth shut. So get up there and speak. Yesterday we had such a wonderful uh, men's small group meeting. Uh, It was a blessing to be uh, with those gentlemen and to know that I have such a fine group of brothers here at New Hope Chapel. Really... (laughs) Some of you have known me for a long time. Some of you, you know, are, are, you know me relatively recently. Uh, but when I, Dan and I came here to New Hope several years ago, uh, we were kind of like deer in the headlights, not expecting much, but hoping. And that's why we came to New Hope. And uh, we were just welcomed with such loving and open arms. And that's never stopped. That's never, ever stopped. And, you know, I, I always think about where we're located here in Westboro and how we are a gem. We are a gem. And when we think about that, uh, knowing that we're here waiting for, for people to find us, we're like that pearl, you know, waiting to be found, that beautiful, perfect pearl. Uh, and we mustn't ever take each other for granted. And, and know that when we look at each other, we are looking at God. That 
person's face is, has God's signature on it. And each of us is very special and very important to our Father. And we need to remember that and never take each other for granted and to remember to place in our hearts each other's hopes and prayers and dreams. Sometimes it's kind of overwhelming, you know, and I know we're busy. We talked about that today in Sunday school, being so busy. You know, do we have time in the morning to pray? Do we, do we put it off until the afternoon? Do we put it off until the evening to pray or, or to share what God's doing? You know, it, it, it isn't easy, but we're also not alone. We have God and we have brothers and sisters. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the fact that I have people of New Hope praying for me. That there have been people in my life, brothers and sisters, who have touched my life over and over again, week after week, loving, caring people. And God love you. You know, if there never, if there, if not even one more person comes through the doors of the church, know that you people here are special, loving, wonderful God's children. And you are changing the world. You have changed the world. And, and, and we're going to keep doing it as long as God wants us to. And I just love you all. And I want you all to know that. Thank you,
you certainly have a lot of people who had cancer, and so the year is doing great, and that's cause for a lot of celebration and thanksgiving. You know, so, yeah, absolutely. Did anybody else want to share? Yeah, go Lord, we just want to be a people filled with joy and celebrating you, who you are, your great goodness, all the ways in which you've lived out that goodness and kindness toward us and just poured out blessing upon blessing upon blessing. May we leave here with the biggest smiles on our faces and and just abundant joy in our hearts, celebrating everything, Lord, everything that you have done for us. And may we carry that attitude through the rest of the day and week and month and year and the rest of our lives. May we always be a people rejoicing and celebrating in you for your glory. 